Welcome to Follow Your Curiosity, Ordinary People, Extraordinary Creativity. Here's how to get unstuck. I'm your host, creativity coach, Nancy Norbeck. Let's go. Hey, everybody. This is Nancy Norbeck. I'm here with this week's creative pep talk. And last time, we talked about the idea of should. Being nice to yourself by not shooting on yourself. Not constantly pressuring yourself to get things done. And about a year ago, we talked about the idea of quitting. And in that context, quitting was about absolutely making a clean break from whatever it is that you're stuck on to give your brain a chance to subconsciously raise up the the answer to the problem that you've been trying to solve. This time, I want to talk about quitting again, but I want to talk about it sort of as a combination of those two things, but in a little bit of a different angle all on its own. I recently read Annie Duke's book, Quit. It is a fantastic book. I highly recommend it. And just in the first few pages, she makes a very powerful argument that most people don't quit when they should. In her examples, she tends to use things like people who, you know, go to climb Mount Everest, ignore the guidelines for how far they need to be at a certain time in order to keep going safely and not so much live to regret it, shall we say. Um, But there are plenty of other examples. So many times that we pour our hearts and our souls into something because we believe that we cannot quit. As I said in the last pep talk about quitting, we have this societal thing about how winners never quit and quitters never win. Her book makes a powerful, powerful argument that that's not true. And what I want to do here is to encourage you not only to stop shooting on yourself in the context of, I have to keep going on this project, but also to give yourself permission to say, you know what? I have spent a ton of time and effort on this and it's not getting me anywhere. And it's time to go work on something else. You may or may not have the effect that I described in the earlier talk about quitting. an answer may come to you in a day or two if it's an answer that you needed. Some great insight, in which case, you know, absolutely go try it. There's no harm in that. But what I want you to do is to start recognizing when you are fighting a losing battle. Now, as Annie Duke says, there are lots and lots of reasons for this, lots of, of cognitive biases and fallacies that play into our thinking around it. Some of them are cultural. Some of them are more just how we're wired psychologically. For instance, she gives the example of when there's a finish line, people have a much harder time quitting. And she makes this point very vivid with several stories of people who have trained to run a marathon and in the middle of their marathon, something goes very, very physically wrong. I'm talking a bone breaks and they keep going. Now, to me, that sounds so intensely painful that I cannot imagine in any universe attempting to finish a marathon, especially, you know, if you're not close to the end on a broken fibula. Maybe it's just me. However, It's entirely possible that the people who've done it would have said that too. But when they got there, all they could see was the finish line and they had to keep going because their their worth, their idea of success, just the idea of completing, having got that far and not completing was too much for them to take 
And so they kept going and in many cases have caused themselves great injury on top of it that has affected their ability to do future marathons. Now, you may think that this is kind of an outlying example. It's an extreme example, but it's not really that unusual. Part of what's going on here is the allure of the finish line. Part of it is sunk cost fallacy, which you've probably heard of. The more time and effort you put into something, the harder it is to give it up. Now, you may not have encountered this in the context of something like a marathon before, but I will bet you that at some point in your life, you have been on hold for somebody's customer service and you've been there for five, 10, 15, 20 minutes and you can't bring yourself to hang up the phone because you are convinced because you've put in this time already that the person you need to talk to is gonna pick up any second. If this rings a bell, you too have probably fallen victim to a sunk cost fallacy. Now, hopefully in a customer service situation, eventually somebody picks up the phone. Whether it makes more sense for you to hang on or to call back later is a judgment call. But it's a good example of the way our brains work. And they can work this way in creative contexts too. If you are working on a project, and especially if you really love the project, but you just don't seem to be making any traction. You're, you're stuck on your story. The, the painting that you're working on just isn't coming out the way that you want it to. Whatever it is, you may be at a point where it makes more sense to quit and go do something else. It's hard to hear, especially because we become emotionally attached to the things that we're working on. Obviously, we want to see them happen or we wouldn't have started them in the first place. But if there's another idea that you could be spending your time on that might go better, it's worth giving up on the first one to start the second one. And that's true for a whole lot of reasons. For one thing, when you're working on something that's not going well, your confidence starts to spiral with it. Now, you can get yourself into a real cyclone of despair in a hurry. Also, it's possible, as I said in the other quit pep talk, that moving on to something else will suddenly spark the thing that you needed for the first one. And if that happens, absolutely go do it. I am not saying that you can never come back to something. What I'm saying is it's okay to go do something else for a while. It's okay to try something totally different. If you're a painter, maybe what you need to do is go play with photography or take a dance class. It, it doesn't matter what it is. What matters is that you're not pouring, as the expression says, good money after bad into something that's not gonna go where you want it to go. Not everything is destined to work out. Some things are destined to actually provide fuel for the next thing. She gives an example of a software developer who recognized that it was time to give up on one project, even though it looked like it was doing really well because the rate of growth was not sustainable. And after they gave up on that project, they discovered that the internal messaging system that they had been using was actually a great product that lots of people could use. You may have heard of it, it's called Slack. This is assuming that I'm not getting my, my uh, examples mixed up, but Slack was definitely the project that nobody expected to be a thing. So 
anything is possible when you give yourself permission to quit. Quitting actually means you'll get more done because if you are stuck on that one thing and you refuse to let it go, you are not accomplishing anything else. So there is a lot more to be said about this. I will probably refer to it again in future pep talks. I still, I highly recommend the book. It's fantastic. But just know it's okay to look at your projects as things that may not ever be finished. It's okay to play with them too. Playing helps you to keep the juice that you got to have to get something done. But if you're not getting anywhere, give yourself permission to quit. Give yourself permission to go do something else with the knowledge that you can come back to this thing if it turns out that that's the right thing for you, that, that new things are coming to you. But if not, that it's okay. That project is whatever it is. You have learned what you needed to learn from it. Some part of it may come into a future project, and it may not. But it's time to move on for the sake of your own creative growth, to keep yourself from spiraling into a, a confidence spiral. And, you know, just because life is too short. And she talks about that a lot. Life is too short to spend everything sinking all of your effort into something that's not going anywhere. So I invite you this week to look at what you're working on and see if there's a place where you need to quit. See what it would take you to give yourself permission to quit. I'm hoping that what I'm saying will factor into that somehow. Not that I have any control over your creative process or can tell you what to do, but it is okay. I give you permission if you need it to quit that project and move on to something else, especially if there's something else niggling at you that feels like it might be a better thing to work on. So give that a try. As always, let me know how it goes. You can find me on all sorts of social media or send me a note on my website. And I, I wish you great luck in learning how to quit responsibly. <laughs> and with that, I will see you next time. If this episode resonated with you, don't forget to get in touch on any of my social platforms or even via email at nancy at fycuriosity.com and tell me what you loved. And if you're feeling a little bit less than confident in your creative process right now, and you haven't yet signed up for my free email series on six of the most common creative beliefs that are messing you up, please check it out. It'll untangle those myths and help you get rolling again. You can find it at fycuriosity.com. And there's also a link right in your podcast app. See you there and see you next week. Follow Your Curiosity is produced by me, Nancy Norbeck, with music by Joseph McDade. If you like Follow Your Curiosity, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell your friends. It really helps me reach new listeners. Thanks. Thanks.